Good morning. Welcome to the fourth week of a series called My Mission. And if you're here for the first time today, thanks for coming, checking out our church. But we want you to know that we want you to join with us in the mission of helping people connect with God. That's what we're all about as a church. Several months ago, we started thinking about what if we did a series that really helped people to own that mission, not just to know it because it's written in your program. You've seen it on the screen. We probably say it every single week from the stage. But what, what would it look like if we got everyone who calls LifePoint their church home to live that mission out seven days a week? What would it look like if you live the mission of helping people connect with God when you got up to go to school tomorrow or to work or going about your week and taking the kids here and there and interacting with your neighbors? What would your life look like if you made a shift in your thinking to where church wasn't this event that happened or even Bible study wasn't this event that happened, but all of life was lived on mission Helping people get connected with God. And so we looked at the ministry of Jesus and found some very specific things that Jesus did as he lived out his mission to reveal God to mankind. And the first few weeks we've talked about how we can pray like Jesus. Last week we talked about how we can eat like Jesus, meaning that we can be intentional with our meals in such a way that we're sitting around a table with somebody sharing a meal and also sharing the message of Christ with them and sharing our lives with them. And Jesus did a lot of his ministry around the dining room table and we can do that too. But what we're talking about today is perhaps the most exciting one to me. Now I say that every week, every week when I'm putting this together, I'm like, oh, this is the best one. This is the one if they get this one. This will help everybody live on mission if they just get this one. I said that about the first week, the second week, uh, the third week, uh, today. And next week, I'm going to say, now, this is the best one out of all of them. But for today, this is the one. This is the one that excites me the most. And that is how we can learn to serve like Jesus. Because as we learn to serve like Jesus, we're going to find a mission in life that perhaps we've never even been aware of before. People are really into service right now. Since 2003, well, in 2003, there were 800,000 nonprofit organizations in the United States. Since 2003, that number has more than doubled to over, to more than 1.5 million, almost doubled in the amount of nonprofit organizations, many of which say, we want to help the less fortunate. We want to help the poor. We want to make a difference where a difference needs to be made. There's something inside of every human that says, I want to make a difference. That whenever the lights go out on this lifespan that we live, we want to be able to look back and say, I made a difference. The world's a better place because I was a part of it. And by learning to serve like Jesus served, we can make a big difference in the world. When Jesus came to earth, all of his followers, plus religious leaders, they all was, they just all assumed that he was going to set up this kingdom and have this big physical kingdom that he would rule. And, and that's what they were expecting. So it inspired the ones who followed him to follow, even though they, they weren't right. But it also intimidated the religious leaders of the day that, Oh no, here's this guy, he's gaining followers and he's going to set up a kingdom. And in Mark chapter 10, Jesus says something about 
his purpose on earth that reveals where his intentions are, where his heart is. In Mark 10, verse 45, Jesus said this, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. So today we're focusing on serving, serving like Jesus in our effort to help people get connected with God. There's some life-changing teaching that Jesus does in the New Testament book of John that if we can wrap our heads around what Jesus is really trying to say, it, it will change the way you live. There's some Bibles coming down the aisles right now. If you don't have one, the ushers will give you one. Just raise your hand. It's yours to keep if you need an extra Bible or don't have one. If you'd like to just borrow it and follow along in the book of John, you can do that and leave it in the back on the way out. In John chapter 13, Jesus is at a meal. It was the Passover feast and Jesus is there eating with his inner circle, his disciples. And Jesus takes this time to show them something. It actually says that he's getting ready to show them the full extent of his love. So whatever's coming next means that Jesus is showing them, hey, pay attention, guys. I'm going to show you what it really looks like, what it really means to love. And so the verse starts out in John 13, chapter 3, by saying this. Jesus knew that the father had put all things under his power and he had come from God and was returning to God. So Jesus knew he had all power. Wouldn't that be cool to be like really in charge? We think we're in charge of things, but like really to be in charge. When I wrote, when I was writing this all down, I thought, what would it be like if Donnie was in charge of the world? It would be an awesome place. There's some things I want to fix, some things I want to change. First thing I would change, a Brewster's large chocolate chocolate milkshake would have no calories. It would be health food. It would be full of antioxidants and vitamins and minerals. And it would be what doctors say, eat this and you'll be healthy. That'd be a little bit of Donnie's world. I would change it to where we didn't need as much sleep. That we could sleep less and be just as productive. We could sleep less and be just as rested. I wouldn't have to take Sunday afternoon naps every single Sunday. (laughs) I could just eliminate all that. In other words, if Donnie was in charge of the world, it would look like I want it to look. And if you were in charge of the world, it would look like you want it to look. So we would think first about ourselves. So here's Jesus who literally is in charge of the world, who literally has everything under his power to do anything. Had he wanted to set up an earthly kingdom, all he had to do was snap his fingers and he would have had it. Had he wanted everyone on earth to be his subjects in his kingdom and follow him, snap of the fingers, it would all have happened. But instead, in this episode where it reveals that Jesus knew he had all power and could do anything he wanted to do at any time. In this section of his ministry, what he chooses to do, it it baffles people who don't have an understanding of who God is and who Jesus is. 
It baffles the world because what we do with power is we use it to get more things for us and to benefit ourselves. But Jesus uses his power to do this. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. So the most powerful person in the world, that's what they do. They serve the people they're with. You, you, may, be, you may own a business, you may be a CEO, you may sit around the table in the boardroom and you are the most powerful person. With like that, you could change somebody's life for, for the better or for the worse. Maybe you're a coach. And all these little kids looking at you. You're the most powerful person. And what does Jesus do with that power? He chooses to serve. See, in that culture, it was common practice to wash feet. Now, we think it's gross. I, well, I think it's gross to wash somebody's feet. But there was a purpose behind it. For example, today, after the service, I'll either be down here out in the lobby and I'll see people I haven't met before and, and people I know and we're going to shake hands. And then may, maybe you'll give me a hug. And in my mind, right after we're done, right after I'm heading to lunch, I'm thinking, I have to wash my hands. Because I don't know their personal hygiene standards. I don't know if they've washed their hands today. Did they just sneeze in their hand? Did they just wipe their kids rear end? I mean, I don't know. So when we go to lunch every Sunday, the very first thing I do before I touch anything, any utensil, before I eat anything, go to the restroom, give a good wash into the hands because they're dirty. That's sort of what it was like when people came to a meal in the first century. They wore sandals. Think they all wore Tevas all the time. Think about that. And they walked through these dirty, dusty, nasty streets That not only people walked through, but animals walked through. Donkeys and and camels, almost said elephant. Camels. (laughs) Dogs. And you know what they leave behind? Well, they would walk through that. So it would come time for a meal. And the way they would eat is not sitting up at a table like we all do, ready to eat with our feet under the table, they would eat laying down or reclining like this, you know, feet out beside of them. So if your feet are out like that, then somebody's head is right there at the bottom of your feet. And that means at the right by your head is somebody's nasty, stinky feet. (laughs) So that's the scene. That's what happened. And so somebody had the job of washing feet. It was usually a slave girl or a servant girl who was desperate for money and needed food. I mean, nobody aspired to be a foot washer. It wasn't like, dad, could I be a foot washer? I want to start at the bottom and climb the foot washing ladder. You know, whatever that looked like. A foot washer was like the lowest of the low. And they go in to eat. They're all in the circle. They're all eating. Nobody's feet have been washed. And Jesus quietly gets up. And they start to hear water being poured into a basin. And he goes to each of his disciples and they have some conversation, but he goes to each of his disciples and he washes their stinky, dirty feet without ever saying a word. He didn't say, hey, none of you did this, so I'm going to do it. Now, guys, I have a confession to make. I am proud of myself when I do something around the house. (laughs) I mean, on the days, if if I decide to make the bed or if I'm, you know, 
Cinda gets up before me or, or whatever. And, and, you know, she, she usually makes a bed and, and I, you know, she just gets to it before I do. That's really what happens. But so on the days I make the bed, she comes out of the restroom and I'm standing by the bed, like, like I'd just gone out in the woods and killed breakfast or something. It's like, look at what I've done. Look at what I've done for you. Or she'll be gone. I'll clean the kitchen, vacuum or something like that. And when she comes home, I just follow around saying, are you going to notice? Are you going to notice? Or washing the dishes, just announcing to the, the whole house. I'm washing dishes down here. Guys, do you ever do that? I do it all the time. Well, that's not how Jesus served. Jesus did it quietly. He just got up. He saw a need and he got up and he started doing it. He could have said, guys, I can't stand your, the smell of your feet and I'm going to wash them since none of you did. But he didn't. He just saw what needed to be done and he did it. Now, remember, this is all in the context of a phrase at the beginning of John 13 that says, Jesus was getting ready to show them the full extent of his love. And so this was part of it. Washing their feet. So in this brief episode, there's some things we can pull out of this story about service. One is nobody's too powerful to serve. No matter who you are, you're not too powerful. If Jesus wasn't too powerful and Jesus wasn't too busy, then you're not. Now we think our schedules are like, you know, hey, you don't understand my schedule. You don't understand. I got all this stuff to do. And you're saying that, well, listen how busy I am. Like it's some kind of an award that you get if you're the busiest person. Because that makes you important. But nobody's too powerful to serve if Jesus wasn't too powerful to serve. Another thing this episode tells us is when we think only of ourselves, needs go unmet. I mean, these these disciples, 12 of them in a room, the 24 stinky feet, they would have grown up in this culture. They knew what's supposed to happen. And they no doubt saw the bowl and the towel and and the pitcher and everything over in the corner. And they just determined, I am not washing your feet. I mean, think guys, think of your friends, you know, you hang out with. Would you want to wash their feet? I mean, they probably didn't have clippers back then or, or pumice or anything like that. I mean, it would have been nasty. So no wonder these guys are like, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. And I'm sure there was at least some kind of maybe a glance at each other like, Mm-mm, not me. Let's just eat, okay? Don't let anybody say anything and let's eat. So when I think of just me, when I think of just the way Donnie wants the world, needs go unmet. A big question to ask ourselves after we read about Jesus doing this is, what's going undone because I refuse to do it? I'm not trying to throw guilt on you but completely, maybe a little. If, if, guilt, if guilt motivates, it's okay for a little while. Just don't live in it. But, but just think about the needs around us that we'll miss if we're not intentional about serving others. So if you're taking notes, write this down. I need to make myself aware of the needs around me. I mean, maybe... Maybe the disciples didn't notice. It's possible. 
I mean, they were into listening to Jesus. They were following Jesus. They were really intent on learning from him. So maybe they were so intent on looking at Jesus and following him, they didn't even notice the need. And Christ followers do that all the time. We're so intent on just following Christ that there are all these needs around us to help show the love of Christ that we miss because, oh, hey, I'm following Jesus. I'm following Jesus. Don't bother me. I'm following Jesus. The same thing can happen to us. So maybe they just, maybe they didn't notice. We can get so busy with our good stuff that we're just unaware of the needs around us. We can say hi to our neighbor every single day and never realize that when they go in and shut the door, their life is hell. And they're dealing with addictions. They're dealing with horrible family issues and relationship problems and financial stuff. But every day, hey, how you doing? Oh, great. And they shut the door and it's awful. You could walk by someone at school in the hallway every day. Maybe that kid that's a little weird, you know, that people kind of stay away from. And not even realize that their home life is so bad, they just need somebody to pay attention to them. Maybe a laugh every now and then. You can go through the carpool line and drop your kids off every single day and never realize that the teacher that teaches your child is barely hanging on, needing to feel appreciated for the hours and the effort that they put in to make a difference in the lives of others. So we have to make ourselves aware of the needs that exist around us. So maybe... Maybe we're like, maybe the disciples are like we are sometimes. They just missed it. I mean, they were guys. They could miss that there's dirty, smelly feet, right? I mean, that's possible. I don't smell anything. What do you mean? Dirty? That's not dirty. I can wear that again. I mean, they were guys, so it's possible that they missed the whole thing about dirty feet. So Jesus did either what they didn't want to do or what they didn't even notice needed to be done. He served them. He got out the water and the towel and he started washing feet. I have a new neighbor that has moved in uh, kind of beside, behind me, across from our driveway. And, you know, I'm getting ready to do a message on service. So last week I'm out, well, I got to serve somebody, you know, I'm going to have to. No, but so I'm out. I, that's a joke, by the way. I wasn't actually doing that. So I'm out meeting, uh, meet, meet my neighbor. I've met him several different times. They moved in a few months ago. Cindy and I went across and met him and met their dog and heard their story. They're retired. They just moved into a single level house and really nice older couple. And I've pro- I'd probably met them four or five times and had pretty lengthy conversations with them. And one day I, for some neighborhood stuff, I had to go to the front door to get him to sign something. I knock on the front door and his wife, whom I'd met several times, answered the door and she had this glazed look on her face and she said, who are you? And then I knew, well, something's not right. And he got her and he said, honey, just go in here and sit down. And he had to guide her in back into a room where um, she was alone. He shut the door. He didn't say anything, but you see what's happening. These people that I met, They're entering into a new phase of life. She obviously is dealing with Alzheimer's or some severe dementia or something that's taking her mental capacity away. And had I never knocked on the door, had I never gone and met them, had I never gone a little bit deeper, I wouldn't know that. 
So last week, he had a new fence put in and it needs painted. So I just went over, he was showing me, he's real proud of his fence. He was showing it all to me and he was telling me how long it was going to take him to paint it. And I was like, well, you need some help. I'll be glad to help. And so tomorrow, I guess I'm painting a fence with my neighbor. Needs that I would never have known about had I not just probed just a little bit deeper with an awareness. Maybe he needs some help. And who knows what kind of conversation is going to happen when I'm painting 250 feet of fence (laughs) this week. What's going on around you that maybe you don't even notice? And so what we're trying to do through the month of October is have a month called We Serve that helps us find places to serve, not just for a day. We thought about for a long time, let's just have a Sunday where we just cancel church and we serve the city. The problem with events, events are over. They end and then we go back to life. So we decided we're not going to do the big trendy event that gets the news to come and film our church out serving the community. That'd be awesome. But we said, could we do it better? Can we be more effective so it lasts longer? So it shifts the way people think about service. So that's how we came up with We Serve Month. For the next 31 days, starting tomorrow, there are opportunities, hundreds of hours for you to serve. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that at the end of the service, how you can jump in and be more intentional about serving others. So this episode with Jesus, he's washed their feet and they got to be sitting there like, oh my gosh, Jesus just washed my feet. They got to be thinking like, we are in trouble. Like... Like heaven is not an option now for us. Jesus had to wash our feet because we wouldn't do it. And then, you know, they're probably, I thought you were going to do it. I thought you were going to do it. Why'd you let him do that? And, you know, could you see that? And Jesus says quietly, do you understand what I've done for you? You call me teacher and Lord and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I've set an example for you that you should do as I've done for you. I tell you the truth. No servant is greater than his master, nor messenger greater than the one who sent them. There's two characters in this story. There's Jesus and then the disciples all together. That's another character. One character looked and saw what needed to be done, didn't even consider that he was the most powerful person in the room, decided to show his love through serving them and did what needed to be done in the moment. The other characters probably either missed it or looked around at each other thinking, well, I'm not going to do it. Will you do it? Will you do it? Well, if I start washing feet, I'm going to forever be a foot washer. I'm not going to do it. So which one of those two characters do you want to be? I want to serve like Jesus. I want to be the one who notices when someone needs service, who notices when there's a need that I can meet. I think it's a big deal that we get this because Jesus ends with this thought. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Now that should awaken us. Now that I know Jesus had power, Jesus served, and Jesus did that so we could have this example. And on top of that, now that we know that, if we do that, then we're going to be blessed. I'm not talking about physically washing people's feet unless that's what the circumstances demand. I'm talking about serving people where there is a need. And when we do that, we are blessed. Just ask anybody who's traveled 
to another country, to a third world country, thinking we are going to help these poor people. And if you've ever done that, or if you've ever gone somewhere and helped someone who desperately needed help, you know that when you walk away from that, you feel more served than, than you ever could have given to them. Every time I've come back from a third world country, I land back in Raleigh thinking, that served me. Those little kids served me. And I'm so blessed by that. So I go thinking, well, I have things for you. We're going to do this for you. We're going to serve you. And then, and I've actually said, do you realize you are serving us? And they're like, really? Like how? You just don't understand. That's what Jesus wants every person to experience. Being blessed because we serve. I want you to watch this video of our community service director, Cynthia Viola. We played it the first week. I want to play it again today that gives you instructions on how you can take part in our We Serve month that starts tomorrow. Take a look. Hey, LifePoint. In three short weeks, we are going to have the opportunity to participate in one of the biggest service projects our church has ever seen. Based on our new series, My Mission, we are designating the entire month of October, We Serve. We are going to be organizing over 50 service projects across all 31 days of October. They're going to be happening on all different days of the week, in every different corner of Wake County, at every different hour of the day. So there should be no reason why you can't participate in at least one of them. Or if for some reason one of them doesn't fit into your schedule, please shoot me an email with the service project you would like to lead on the day you'd like to lead it, and we'll be more than happy to make it work out into the calendar. We will be filling an empty apartment full of furniture for an incoming refugee family, holding a free mechanic serve day for single moms and the elderly, We'll be throwing baby showers for pregnant teens and block parties in our neighborhoods. We'll be making gift bags for teachers and making meals for firefighters. The sky is the limit, really. And the beautiful part about it is that it will be happening in your neighborhoods, on your streets. We will certainly serve here in downtown because there is and always will be a great need here. But there are perhaps even more needs in your neighborhoods. Needs that go overlooked or needs that are hidden or swept under the rug. We would like to seek out those needs and shine the light of Jesus so brightly that people will turn their hearts back to him. So this is how it works. Go to lifepointchurch.com backslash we serve. Click over to the month of October where you will see the entire month at a glance. You can find a particular day that suits your schedule or you can look for the type of project you'd like to participate in. To read more about a project, just click on it. When you are ready to sign up for something, click on the More Details link in the bottom left. The window will expand and you'll see the Register Here link is activated. Click on this link. You will be brought to a sign-up form. Please fill it out. Every person participating, age 10 and up, needs to fill out a form. If an event doesn't have an age restriction, you may bring younger children, but they do not need to fill out a form. If you have any notes you'd like to leave for the team lead, leave those here then push submit. You are now registered. The team lead for your event will send you a reminder a few days beforehand with any last minute updates and instructions. If you do not have internet access, put we serve on your WhatsApp card and we'll call you to get you signed up. We will continue to add new projects every day as we find volunteers to lead each one. So if you're interested in leading a different project than what you see on the calendar, let me know as soon as possible and we'll get it on the calendar. 
If you're in a life group, we would like to encourage your entire group to serve together on the same project so that you can continue to build strong relationships within your group. If you're not in a life group, we encourage you to just find a project that you're really excited and passionate about and serve alongside those who are serving. Our hope is that maybe you'll really get to like some of the people who are in the groups and then join the group afterwards. This city is not going to know what hit it. One person at a time, one day at a time. Together, we will help every person in this area connect to God. So here's my hope. Is that, number one, you were motivated by seeing how Jesus served and motivated by being aware of the needs around us. And number two, that you're motivated. If you haven't signed up for this already, we've made it really easy. Just down this hallway, go out the door, turn right, turn right again, go down the hallway. We have a line of computers there, people there to help you, for you to sign up. I think I'm going to stand back at this door. So you have to pass me if you don't go sign up. And we'll just shake hands and I'll just greet you and smile and take note of who you are. But consider it. If you haven't already signed up, get one of the sheets that explain them, have a look and sign up to participate in We Serve. And when you do, you will be blessed the way Jesus said, you'll be blessed if you do these things. Let's pray. God, thank you for this great example from Jesus of how we should serve. Father, I pray for every person here that they just feel this burden to go and, and go out and sign up today or go home and sign up, but to spend some time thinking about where they can serve. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.